Hey everyone, it's Sonia here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are just about to kick off episode 141. And lucky for you, it's a heart to heart. So today's heart to heart is all about courage. And for those that are brand new listeners, whether you've caught this through falling down a rabbit hole or Sharon sent you the invite or I did, or you've been listening to other episodes, welcome. You're going to love this podcast today. It's all about courage. And the reason why it's all about courage is because Sharon is the queen of courage. So Sharon, please take a minute to introduce yourself. Thank you for having me, Sonia. I am a a behavioral scientist. I brag that I'm 75. I live north of Seattle and I am a retirement and spark coach. So I want to help you discover your inner spark and live from that because when you you live longer, you live healthier and you have meaning and purpose in your life. And that's what we're here to do. At any age and any stage, that's exactly what you and I and thousands of other coaches and mentors and leaders and even managers at work, the right ones are here to guide you to that next spot in your journey. And like I said, it doesn't really matter which age or stage you're at. You're going to find so much relevant information in this particular series. Um, If you are a boomer, lean in because there's going to be some good things that you're going to pick up today. And and I loved what you said behind camera, Sharon. You have two choices as a boomer. Can you educate us what that was? What was that again? I have... Two choices as a boomer. Can you remind us what you said to me? Um, That is probably to become bitter or better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you become bitter? Oh, you got it? Okay. Yeah. So you become vile. In fact, um, I make these little art blocks and I don't have the one I would like, but they basically look like this. It's just that... um, uh, oh, I was looking for something like this this morning. Uh, that's from a book called The, the Shack. Um, that you either keep a couch potato. And at Boeing, when my last job said uh, the myth was if you're not, uh, when you when you retire, you, uh, you die within three years. Yeah, it might take three years for a couch potato to die. But in, instead, I want to, I want to eat the untapped potential of retirement gives us to help you live from your inner spark that that mystery that's inside of you instead of looking out there for that um you know what other people want you're going to be more satisfied and live longer when you're living from your internal motivation instead of external Absolutely. So we've got two choices. We can become a couch potato when we when we retire. Yeah. And sit there and do nothing and perhaps die within three years. Or we can thrive. We can continue to move past the point of just survival and start thriving. And I loved what you said about the potential is in us. We have all of the tools and resources that we need in order to step into that light. Can you share some of those tips with our audience today? Well, yeah, let me say that um, your books may may not have um, allowed you to contribute from your heart and job. 
now in retirement, that boss is not there anymore. And you get to live from your heart in retirement. And that's where your spark is anyway. And uh, so one of the steps for uh, uh, connecting with your spark could be listing 20 things you love to do. Yeah, why not live from what energizes us, what we love to do? Um, and uh, I like to say that just because you're retired doesn't mean you're invisible. Some people struggle with that. But the, um, you still have your edu education that got you through your all these colleagues that you developed over the years in your career and um, your talent, you know, some of your talents might have gotten dusty. If you were a dynamite trombone player, you may haven't touched that for a while, but that doesn't mean you're not a dynamite trombone player. So yeah, some of our things need to kind of be dusted off and um, funny or you do that. Say that again. I just lost you for half a second there. Uh, finding your spark helps you uh, reconnect with that spark inside. And, and it's so much more than that. And, and I want to say you had brought up, <clears throat> you brought up a question or a point that was brought to my attention not that long ago. So, you know, we're talking about boomers in today's episode, but I want to take this holistically back a step because boomers could be, um, I mean, there's an actual definition for boomers, right? What is that, 65 and older? Boomers are people born from 40, between 46 and 64. Okay. So the years, I was born in 47, so okay. I'm one of the early. Okay, so that there's the generational right there, 1946 to 1964. If you fall within that category, you're quote unquote a boomer. So the thing is, the children of boomers are probably going to be listening to this episode from where I'm coming from. I am going to challenge you the exact same thing that Sharon just said. List 20 things that you like to do, but do yourself a solid. I was given this challenge the other day from my coach, and I realized something about myself. I'm seeing if I can find my notes here, but it's irrelevant if I can't. What I discovered I could not answer that. I am a life coach. I could not answer that question. I had to sit with that question for over a couple of weeks until the answers came to me. And I was able to create a list of five things, but there were more categories. So there were more categories of things. And there's things within those categories that I could do that brought joy to my life. And that made me happy. So whether you're falling into the boomer category or the Gen X category, which is the next category or the next demographic underneath the boomers. Um, I was born in 73. So just to kind of give you an idea. The children of the boomers, right? Because my folks are the same age. They're 76 this year. So <clears throat> ask yourself that same question. I don't care who you are. This information applies to everybody. Even the misters listening to this. Ask yourself that same question. If it doesn't bring you joy, if it doesn't bring you happiness, why are you doing it? And it's one thing if you're working full time and you're trying to put a paycheck on the table and food on the table and that's the space that you're in right now. But opposite that, if you're a boomer, you have time, baby. You've got nothing but time. So go ahead and give us some ideas, Sharon. Well, let me say that when I... After 
Security and insurance that days are productive. I hate wasting things. I well, like, you know, if I wasn't for then I, I'm wasting time. And I found that um I I, I had put my essence state as a wall hanging behind and came over one day and read it three different times. Realized that when I lived my spark, every day felt my values. And from uh, when you're living from your intrinsic values, it uh, every day feels good. So, um, and I started realizing that. I was living from my core, from really what mattered to me. And the how I was taught the inner spark, they actually called it essence. And when I um, I realized living from my inner spark and essence, uh, I was living from the core, authentic me. How cool is it to live from your authenticity? And I guess that's kind of a popular word now. And maybe people don't really understand or what's that all about. Well, it's kind of like my mom would say, um, if you're if you're telling a bunch of lies, you got to remember who you told the lie to, you know, or you're sprinkling half truths out there like a pillow that's been bust open. All the feathers, are, the, who knows where your your um, uh, have to Pick up all your pieces that aren't the truth. Well, living from truth is the best life there is. So I'm not sure if we're still recording or not. We are. We are. I just minimized my video because you were feeding in and out. And um, I thought I would pop back in once just to see if that made a difference. And it did. It, it actually did. So I liked how you said that, you know, at the very end of the day, it's a spark and joy within us. A hundred percent. And we slice bits and pieces of ourselves to everybody else. And, and I was reading something today when I was going over my, um, my cards, my Oracle cards that I like to reflect on in the mornings and a really good component came up and it pretty much was along the lines of, I'm just checking my book, but I'm, it was pretty much along the lines of, ah, when I put myself first, the universe also puts me first. When I put myself last, the universe puts me last. And that brings up a point that I wanted to share with you and, and get your perspective on for the amount of conversations that you've had. I know for a fact that when somebody's on their deathbed, they are full of regrets. And the things they are full of regrets are the things they didn't get to do because they didn't have the courage to follow their heart. I would love to hear your, your comments on that. Well, in fact, um, I, on my YouTube uh, channel, I have, I did a series on in the <clears throat> Queen of Courage about um, the five things you must discover before you die. And it's written by, uh, I think the name is John, Izo, I-Z-Z-O, and yeah, those regressors, five main things, and 
I know through my career, there were, there was a couple of things that I took a lot of courage to do that didn't seem to pan out all that well, but I, I felt it was important to follow the message that I was hearing. And so I did, but um, uh, other, other cases I can, you know, I didn't have the, the courage to wait for the career that was perfect for me. I just, you know, you got to pay for the house and the car and all that. And so you just making most of the grindstone and do what's necessary. But um, the, uh, see, there was another thought though. Oh, when you're living in return with all this free time, you get to live from your heart and what makes you happy. And um, I think we've gotten so mundane, go to work, go to work, go to work, eat and sleep, go to work, you know, that we, what's in our heart is so far back behind us, we've forgotten. I know one day I'd been gone for two, three days on a weekend. I came out here to my patio. As soon as I got my suitcases in the house, I, I watered my, my um, plants out here. And oh yeah that makes me happy and you know as i was killing my water out there and the other aha that was i i have a couple of, uh what do you call it uh ground cover plants that just is the hardest thing to keep alive oh yeah if you're not growing you're dying hello isn't that the truth if you're not growing you're dying and we tend to stop growing at certain stages of our lives, don't we? Yeah. You know, I, I put a lot of time into um, getting my master's degree and all those steps because I did it on um, free time. I, I went to college one year and all the rest of the time it was nights and weekends. You know, so you're focused on your studies and on. Good thing I, I like learning. But yeah, there's times when the focus, well, I forgot to get married. <laughs> what i am 75 and never married <laughs> and <laughs> and yet that i before i retired that was in my i started being in my radar again because i'd like to share my free time and my next season with uh someone that we could make each other happy um so yeah there's there's times we get too busy we get too busy and everything else becomes a priority and then we come, become last. And then we wonder why things are manifestations or all of the work that we're doing isn't coming to fruition or it's taking longer. We, we've given up saying it's not happening, but in reality, it is happening. It's happening based on your ebb and flow. So where would people start to tap into what would make them happy or bring them joy? kind of like you did you start asking it and and see what comes up you know i when i uh worked on i had to go to coaching class so i first day with with my assignment of my 20 things and my um five goals and dreams and wishes in about nine different areas of life and i walked people through that process in in my course but um they see your question again was how to get somebody to spark that creativity so they can figure out what it is that brings them yeah, happiness so and joy I'm yeah kind of like I think of it as putting that question on the back burner I asked myself three um what do they call it um 
uh, three questions to my subconscious and when I'm getting out of bed every morning. Uh, okay. and, and I, it's like, I think it's giving your subconscious a task to look for what makes me happy. And then that while it's cooking on that back burner, slowly bubbling, you know, that it will, because you ask, your subconscious will help you find the answers. Yep, I agree. Um, and you're right. I had to sit with it for a couple of weeks. Now, in the meantime, I kind of avoided all other mindset work besides something that was simple and such as reading, but any kind of learning in that realm, I couldn't do it because my brain capacity was already subconsciously working on something else. But it's an interesting point, isn't it? You Once you learn who you are and you learn to ask the question and surrender to it, it doesn't matter the age or stage you're at. It matters that you take action and do the work and not sit there and say it's not working. Because you're looking for that spark. Can you tell everybody why they need that spark? Well, <clears throat> when you live from the the spark DNA GPS whatever you want to call it essence that was in you when you were born the satisfaction fulfillment contentment flows from there it's what matters to you and um the one of the other lessons I learned that's kind of connected with this um right after I retired about four months later I I was on a uh class they were they called it um mental how to have mental strength and um uh the the um guy said when you're facing some you know anxious moment then before you go into meeting or meet that person then stop recall a warm memory and hold it for 15 seconds then go into your event and it will go much better and um I thought, well, my warm event, I recalled when I was in third grade dance Christmas program, and um, I taught myself how to be a good reader. My job was to be a reader of the program. And um, about 10 days after this, this um, little teaching, I thought, well, I just have one more memory. Why don't I see how many I could come up with? The list of eight or 10, 12 things, half of them were in front of people. Had I been in the wrong career, <laughs> I was shocked. But that's where I found joy. Something touched me in those moments that um, touched me deep, you know, deep in, down to my belly button, you know, kind of thing that it mattered to me. And um, that little teaching on mental strength helped me to be where I am today in that I becoming an influencer was kind of important to me. And I've never called myself an influencer before, but I started taking baby steps as maybe that's what I'm here to do. And that's just since I retired. And how many years has that been now? Uh, six years, seven, six, six. almost seven years. Uh, yeah. Excellent. And tell us, share with our audience the different ways that you influence people, your modalities. Oh, I I pretty much do one-on-one -on -one and, um, well, right now I'm doing one-on-one, -on -one, but I've just created a course that I'm in the process of um, 
uh, trying out with five or six people to make sure it's got all the content. But I, I have uh, both teaching and some in between the weeks, I do a send you an audio version of having triggering your mind to some more ways to think about what we just covered. And then uh, the, uh, we wrap what you love to do and all your um, hopes and wishes and dreams and your values. Who talks about values, but they're so key in finding your purpose. And then we wrap all those uh, nuggets that we've come up with what's what's Sonia all about and put it into a metaphor. Well, my metaphor I used, uh, I was in Dallas, Texas, and I went to an art fair. The first weekend in May, they have an art fair around the stadium. And uh, way back in the back corner was a geometry teacher turned jeweler. Well, I love unique jewelry. And when I put on his, his jewelry, his rings, something moved in my gut. Was it a crystal of sorts or? He he used, um, you know, um, precious jewels. And I don't know, okay. the, the stone wasn't so important to me, but he, he calls them stackables. And I took them off and put them back on again. And something moved in my gut again. Wow. Well, his sets of stackables, you know, ran about $10,000. So we walked from there and said, okay, this will be a goal. It's on my dream board. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Did you ever get it? Not yet. Not yet. That's okay. You got plenty of time, right? So when it came to needing something to, you know, out in the world that I could put my finger on and that's, you know, that speaks, that item um, kind of represents me. So I had used, um, those rings as a way to describe how I contributed to my work team, you know, the value and the sparkle and the uh, quality and the excellence. Well, now when it came to a metaphor for my essence, I use those rings again. And so my, uh, what came up was my inner spark is I am precious jewel of wisdom. Nice. I am powerful collaborator, motivator, and learner. I am tranquil, authentic, and pure inspirer. I light fires. Say it again. I am precious jewel of wisdom. I am colorful collaborator, motivator, and learner. I am tranquil, authentic, and pure inspirer. I light fires. Beautiful. And those were based on your value, sparkle, what were the other two? Oh, I lost you. Yeah, um, values um, and the 20 things you love to do. Yeah. <clears throat> when I shared that with our class, we all had to stand in a circle and read our, our <clears throat> essence, the spark statement. And I felt like I had just shared my soul. Mm. Nobody ever asked me to do that before. And it was such a precious moment. Number of us kind of choked up as we read it because it was so unique. And that's how God made us is unique. <laughs> it's true. So if they if somebody if if somebody were to take their values, what makes them sparkle? So the 20 things that bring them joy, their essence, and mix it all up, they should be able 
to get to the essence of their soul as well. Yeah, I that's that's the main uh, role I want to help people with is to discover your inner spark. So um, because when you're living from what matters to you, you realize that you can flow from inside to your world instead of letting your world tell you who you ought to be when they they don't know what's inside you. And and that's a perfect segue for some of the questions I have for you that I like to hold on to, because the only way you can flow to others literally is by overflowing yourself. And we've heard the proverbial, keep your cup full, put your seatbelt on first, put your mask on first. We know this, yet most of us don't apply this because we don't know how. Or we might think that working with a coach is expensive or whatever limiting beliefs that we have. And I'm going to challenge you all to think differently right now, no matter your stage or your age or where you're at or how you're coming across this, think differently right now. And here's why. People are still shopping. People are still buying. People are buying cars. People are buying groceries. People are on vacation. You don't just need to take my word for it, but pop into social media and you can see all of these things happening. There is success in your role, your role, and my role. I want you to think differently, not just what's happening to you now, because you cannot manifest change from your current position. You need to start acting, thinking, visualizing, feeling like your future self, which is what Sharon was talking about, but bringing the feelings into this. So the best way to bring the feelings in is to start living like that future self. So we can be on our deathbed and not having one regret in our life. So Sharon, I'm going to ask you four questions. I go over these with every single one of my shows. It always looks different. Okay. But when it comes to you living your best life right now, tell me about the mindset piece to that. Well, let me tell you what happened yesterday um, that just really touched me. Okay. So um, I imagine you've probably talked to your guest about loving themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard to do and takes a lot of time. But yesterday I decided to go through, oh, actually, I guess it was Saturday. I went through the house and about five, six times I was just hugging myself as a, as a way to generate those feelings of feeling love and God loving us. And since I haven't had a gentleman to love in my life, um, I need to love myself. I used to think I had to wait for somebody to cherish me. How about cherish- cherishing yourself? Well, by the end of the day, I met somebody um, down here at the waterfront on the beach. She had just come back from Hawaii for 10 years and was enjoying the sunset. And before we left, she gave me three hugs. <laughs> I love that. So you stepped, you showed the universe what you wanted. And you showed the universe first by delivering it to yourself. And that right there is the most magical thing that we should be doing every day, showing people how to treat us. And you got a marvelous hug. Three of them. Three of them. And she gave me a new idea for what I could do with my uh, career because she, she works as she says she works on boats. Now, how she works on boats, I, I assumed it was a mechanic, but she could have been 
something else. But she knows the people who go on these yachts and spend a time out there. And I could be a speaker on them. Travel. If you need, if you need extra speakers, you let me know. Because, you know, boomers need to take their daughters with them on vacay. And, and I'm a really good entertainer. And I'd love to have fun with you on a boat. So that invitation's out there for the world to hear. So guys, we talked about mindset there. And I loved hearing how Sharon um, physically shows herself what she needs. And it's not just, what I loved about this is it's not the typical affirmation journaling, this or that. It's a physical component, which is really important. Okay, the next thing, when it comes to meals and nourishing your body, how, what are you doing now to help you live that spark of life? The main, and this goes back to the main question, I guess, too. It, uh, the first one was, um, I decided 30 years ago to stop having fear. Well, and part of the mind strength, mental strength, a principle is you, you control your thoughts. And controlling your thoughts for me meant no fear. Well, that's been uh, difficult the last three years. <laughs> and, um, but look at how, how young I look too. Exactly. No fear in my life. <laughs> so no fear. I love it. I love it. Um, how does that impact your food? Um, well, I'm still... One of um, my three lofty, lofty questions was the word I was looking for. But my first, my first question is, and it pertains to food, why am I incredibly beautiful, slim, and confident? Well, I'm confident pretty good. I'm not slim, and um, it's been a long time since I've been slim. But um, I just, even this morning, I thought because I hugged myself and got some hugs, I think I'm 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 trying to tell myself love yourself more than food, mm. and I I like chocolate a lot, but I want the dark chocolate because there's not as many calories, and and it's healthier for you. But I'm starting to ask myself, am I willing to love myself more than chocolate? I love that. I love that because we do take food over and over again as a way of punishing our bodies and our bodies are not the reason why you're frustrated in this particular moment so but why do we take it out either physically emotionally on our bodies okay i love your answer there about loving yourself more and do you love yourself more than that bite or that taste or whatever it might lead to all right movement what kind of movement do you do I love going for a daily walk. And um, in the winter, when it gets dark so early, it's really like, I start. <laughs> so with spring coming on, um, the daffodils are starting to come up and bloom. Um, on, my, on my walk, I take in my pocket some biscuits to feed dogs. And and um, that's where I get my kisses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kisses I, from the animals. And yeah, you, yeah. yeah, okay. But I watch for the crows. I like to whistle at the crows. And um, I don't see very many squirrels unless it's getting close to dark and the squirrels show up at dark. But I pay attention to what's blooming and what's going to seed and 
you know, what's changed. So that's, uh, and I, it's, I, I usually do a, a, at least a mile or more. Beautiful. And there is walking itself is an amazing mind, mindful movement. It doesn't have to be any more or less than that. You can just still be listening to a, a podcast or a book or music even, and enjoy all of the sights and sounds and good feeling. When it comes to mindful walking, like you were saying, there's so much you can see. And it doesn't matter where you go. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I actually call it my mental health walk. It used to be the dogs. And then I'm like, no, actually, I need it more than they do. And it's not about steps. It's not about calories. It's just about taking a step away. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's negative two Celsius, which is 29, 29 or 25. Hang on. 29 degrees Fahrenheit with freezing rain. I am not going today for my mental health break. Um, but I disconnect. Sometimes I'll talk to a girlfriend, but visually, there's so much more I'm bringing in. All right. Your last question. How has your relationship with money evolved? Or the stressors that bring you close to that feeling of anxiety that comes to money. How do you handle that? Well, I don't know that I have an answer to that yet. But um, mm-hmm. I've been, this last uh, five or six years since retiring, I've been planting seed. Whether I make money or not, I am going to share my message and be an influencer. Mm-hmm. And trust that um, the the payoff will come. But Recently, I've, uh, like in the last two, three months, I've said I um, easily attract money, easily attract money. But, and and before I get out of bed, I say, I, um, I'm, I'm praying for abundant harvest for the seeds I've planted. And, um, and along with that, the lofty question is, why am I a millionaire? Ooh. <laughs> so, but along with wealth comes uh, my third qu- lofty question is, why am I surrounded by so much love? And it can be love from people like Sonia and other uh, platforms I've been on as a guest, or it could be the love of a, a mate, but to see and realize that everybody might be a contributor to you of that love. This lady that I met from Hawaii, she, she just blessed me with all kinds of love (laughs) this weekend. So, um, but to recognize that love is flowing in around and through all of us and receiving that. Um, I had, I remember being in, um, church one time and I was I felt like I was a an eggshell and that if anybody came up to me and said boo I'd wind up on the floor and so I gave hugs so I could get hugs so that was my way of of uh, taking care of me that day wow so impactful Guys, you've heard it here. Sharon, I want to confirm you're 74 years old, right? So in case you all didn't know when you're listening to this, Sharon, a 74-year-old influencer, has the courage to show up not only on an audio format, but on a video format, looking so youthful. She's happy. She's radiant. She's healthy. 
She is working on living her best life. And the biggest takeaway I took out of today, well, there's two. There's two pieces I've taken out of today. And this is a great reminder. Givers gain. She just got through saying that she was sharing hugs because she needed hugs. She was looking for abundance. And yet she paused and realized how much love she had in her life. It can look differently. What you have showing up in your life right now is every single thing that you have asked for. But don't expect by doing a little bit of work, whether it's visualization, stepping into the feeling, listening to music, that you're going to switch from your current vibrational state to the top one where you're manifesting. You're only going to move bit by bit by bit by bit by bit. This takes patience. This takes trusting and surrendering in that harvest that you have planted, knowing it's going to show up at the right time. Courage. It takes courage. And I am going to chime in for one thing. Most of you know that I co-wrote a book called The Power of Yes. I did a chapter in here. This was my very first networking network marketing book that I did. But this year that I did this, this was the year that the world came to an end as we knew it. My personal training studio got shut down overnight. All of my income went from 5,000 to zero overnight. And this is when I started my podcast. <laughs> this is where I picked myself up again. And, and Sharon, this, <laughs> thank you. This isn't the first time I'm sure um, you've heard somebody's story. And, you know, somebody that's coming to the table completely different than you. I've had two divorces. So I've had multiple quote unquote failures in my life. I've worked for very many companies where I wasn't a fit at the right time because like you, I have the courage. I am looking to do this. Thriving, not just surviving, just like you're helping your clients. So if anybody wants a copy of this, let me know. I can get you a copy of the story or we can talk about that. Sharon, what offer do you have for us? If any, but if not, just direct us to your website because I know you've got some fantastic offerings. Well, I do have this uh, three tips to creating a new life after retirement. And that uh, shows up on my effortlessvitality.now.site, S-I-T-E. And uh, my book is available on Amazon, Fresh Courage in Retirement, Finding Essence, Purpose, and Fulfillment. And it kind of gives you a lot of resources in there, but it makes you hungry for finding your spark, which is a course that I'm launching now. And my, um, I, on Facebook, I'm pretty active on my Sharon Rolf page, lots of inspiration there. And uh, YouTube, if you just search Sharon Rolf, it uh, will come up with my Queen of Courage. Most of my Queen of Courage uh, tidbits are out there too. Guys, did you hear that? Like she's on socials and she is kicking ass in this world as an influencer. When how many people you know that are 75 years old are sitting on the couch? Or they're complaining that life sucks. I have two parents in that same age bracket. And um, I know there's been some stress and some health issues as, as it happens. But, you know, life is so, 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 so worth living. We're going to have these details of how to reach Sharon in the um you're going to find everything on the youtube page and you're going to see it in the what is the word i'm losing my train of thought show notes there we go in the show notes for the podcast episode um so this will be going live and on youtube on the exact same day 
same time. So guys, Darren's contact information is going to be listed right here in the show notes. I'll have my contact information here. And don't be surprised if you see Sharon come up in your feed because you've taken a look at this beautiful soul online. You know, I want a tidbit. One of the uh, results of having no fear, no cancer, no diabetes, no... um, I've never been in the hospital overnight. Never. And I'm glad to report no fear makes a better life. Well, you know what? We can all learn about that because so many of us are living in a state of anxiety or we're living in a state of depression, wondering what is, what was versus what's going to happen instead of just literally living in the moment. So I have one takeaway. And if you know this, I'd love to have you join me. Wiggle your toes. Wiggle your toes and see what happens. Oh, oh, wiggle. (laughs) You can't wiggle your toes and worry about anything else because you're focusing on wiggling your toes. You automatically smile because you're in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to either one of us. We'd be pleased to answer you and to point you in the right direction. So you can too be the queen of courage. Make it a great day.